Okay, so welcome to the next episode of Can Marketing Save the Planet podcast. And today, Gemma and I are delighted to be joined by Joe Young, Managing Director of Uni Feeder. Joe, welcome to the podcast. Nice to see you all. Thank you. So it's brilliant to have you here. Now, we came across you early in the year by way of a good old LinkedIn article where you were talking about measuring sustainability in marketing. So, of course, our ears pricked up and uh, we started Googling, what are they doing? What, who will be, what is this organization? Um, and at the time, you were talking about launching a CO2 counter for greener marketing and talking about how marketers can accurately measure the sustainability of their marketing campaigns. So, there's a lot there, even in that little introduction. So, can you tell us a little bit about what Unifida is doing and, 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 and a little bit more about your counter as well. Yes, yes, of course. So Unifida is a, a team of data-driven marketing experts. Uh, so we help our clients to use their data better to maximise their marketing value. Um, and our role often takes us into the area of measuring how effective their marketing is across all channels and the whole of their budget. So about two years ago, uh, we wanted to support our clients in um, doing green marketing and reducing their carbon footprint. So we set out to try and find a carbon counter. Um, and it became an interesting search mm. and a rather long one as well, actually. Uh, there weren't that many options. Um, there are sort of single channel counters like for email you can put in how many emails you're doing but they don't really allow for different types of emails so if you've got a video in it or not and the research was a bit unclear as to where they get their figures from and it's only one channel yeah um there's the institute of practitioners in advertising counter the ipa counter that's um quite well known um that focuses on the end delivery and it currently excludes the impact of the content delivery data centers the web infrastructure for example and we're in data <laughs> so, yeah. um, and it's um and it's for chartered members it's not accessible to to you know some of our clients and uh, yeah so we weren't really happy about not including the content and, and the data center element given where we are so the search took us nearly a year until we came across the Gaia partnership in Australia. And they've used nearly a decade of research to create an online carbon counter. It measures um, all the channels and it takes into account the digital footprints that comes from the CO2 that's emitted from um, customer devices, Wi-Fi networks, and importantly, the footprint of data centers, vast servers, collecting and storing and distributing the content. Um, it was developed with the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology and um, the University of Sydney. It's independent of vested interest groups. It's ISO compliant. Um, so we became the UK distributor. I mean, that's really interesting. And I, I guess I know, it, I know it's fairly new. So if I'm a marketer and um, my organization uses a counter, what actually, how does it work in kind of a step-by-step -step process? And what does it kind of look at? Yes, yes. So it's an online tool. It's licensed. And you um, can put in your, your marketing plan details. So it's um, all sizes of companies. You enter the details um, directly. So it covers from TV, radio, outdoor, cinema, all the um, digital. 
And it's all the information that you would have on your marketing plan. So for TV, the audience, placements, duration, for print activity, what the paper type is, what the finish is, the size and units, for example, and then display the impressions and the size, whether it's got a video. So it's, it's online. You can enter it directly or your agency can, um, can enter it directly. And once your figures have been entered, you automatically get the carbon emissions of that activity. So you can either do it based on past activity to see what the, uh, or you can do it based on future activity to see whether you actually want to go ahead with what you've, what you've planned to do. And the results can be exported. So you can use it to track your progress um, in terms of reducing emissions. You can put it into your own reports. So what we tend to do is to use it alongside their standard KPI reports. So where you see cost of sale, we also do the CO2 per sale, for example. And that's when the fun starts. Um, uh, because what we're seeing is that seemingly uh, you know, cost-effective channels that don't get a lot of scrutiny on normal marketing reports, such as email, where the cost of sale is really low, um, suddenly when you look at the cost of sale because of the sheer volumes of emails that are being sent out, yep. and we are looking at the footprint of the data centers and the servers and uh, you know, the cost, um, the emissions in distributing that content, um, yeah, then you suddenly start to see the impact of email in a slightly different way. And is it quick and easy in so much as um, you, can, you can put in your numbers down, say, a couple of channels just to see which is the, the less impactful channel? So I guess it's about making marketers aware so they can make more informed decisions moving forward. And if they're going to do a campaign, they know that this campaign generally has a high carbon footprint versus this type of campaign. So is it quick and easy enough that you can just plug in the numbers and, and just make an informed decision there or then? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's obviously other things to take into account in terms of if I suddenly cut that channel, what's going to happen to other things that I do? But yeah, yeah it, is, it is as simple as that. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. That and, and so on the channels then, because I mean, I know when we had a bit of a pre-podcast chat, we were talking about marketing budgets and that marketing budgets are often the most sizable budget that, that the organisation has. And so, of course... Now, when we're talking about organizations having targets and goals around carbon budgets, what, what intrigued me and what kind of, you know, piqued my interest about what you, what you were talking about is that here is a way that marketers can really kind of start aligning their marketing budgets with organizational carbon budgets. You know, I mean, we talk about marketing aligning itself with the organizational objectives. Well, if those objectives are also now not just growth, 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 but also we've got to work within the boundaries of having some carbon targets, decarbonization targets, then this tool enables marketers to set those kind of budgets differently, doesn't it? Not just all about financial budgets, but actually having some carbon budgets from their activities and, and making sure that they're working within the boundaries of those carbon activities. Are you seeing that play out at the moment, Joe, within any reality of any of the clients that you're working with? Yes, we're starting to. We're starting to. So I, I think it's, it's a bit of a, a learning exercise at the moment. Um, yeah. Because yeah, we see shifts in budgets due to um, you know more people going digital and thinking that digital advertising is going to be more environmentally friendly. Yeah. Um, so we've got the shifts, and and but the realization of that I think is starting to sink in. So 
um, you would expect, um, you know, if you're not sending out so much in terms of direct mail and, you know, that you're actually greener than you, you potentially are. So, yes, yeah, so we are starting to, it's, it's more the realisation at the moment yeah. and then understanding what, what levers you can pull to actually do um, a, a better job in terms of your CO2 emissions. But you've got quite, as you, as you know, within a normal marketing budget, you've got quite a lot of, of, of levers. If you double your marketing budget, you don't necessarily get double your sales because you hit a diminishing returns. It depends on the mix of your channels. And likewise, if you, if you double your um, your marketing budget, you might not necessarily double your carbon emissions. You actually might treble them. You might quadruple them because yeah. of the mix. Um, so they don't all work together. So yeah, if, you don't, if you want to double your sales, um, you want to do that with these other levers as well. So it, it, it's, it's quite interesting how, how everything, um, and it's now three-dimensional. It used to be, you know, cost of sale, that um, so your marketing budget on one side and your sales on the other. Now we've introduced something else, which is yeah. to do with your carbon emissions. So it's a three-way thing. I guess there's also that reduction of kind of e-waste as well, isn't there? It's like you can send out 10,000 emails but or to 10,000 people and email to 10,000 people, but if only 3,000 actually open that email, then that's like a lot of waste, isn't it, that's attributed to your carbon footprint. So does it look at in any way in terms of if you look at past campaigns, for example, and how they performed, does it take into account that actually there's a lot of waste there? You've just kind of gone with the spray and pray approach and you, you know, the sort of almost moving marketers to thinking about how they can become more targeted in their delivery of their campaigns. Absolutely, absolutely. Because we're a data company anyway. And um, when, when we talk about direct mail, clients automatically think, okay, that's a one-to-one channel. I can talk to that person individually. I'll be a bit more intelligent because it costs quite a lot. Um, and I want you to tell me who's most likely to want that direct mail and who's most likely to respond. And we used to have that sort of discipline with email, but that seems to have gone out the window a little bit because it's so cheap and because so many people use email nowadays. So we would like people to get back to those uh, to that discipline of thinking: do, do you really need to send that email? Does that will that person respond? Is it relevant? Is it the right time? So all of that discipline. Um, so yeah, actually. Doing the CO2 counter calculations suddenly identifies that wastage. And I don't think people quite realise how much is wasted in email. Because I think even just sending a thank you for every time someone, you know, sends you an email, that's, that's again, all those emails, I keep saying it in a lot of the talks that I'm doing at the moment is, just as an organisation sat here with X amount of thousands of people, if you all say thank you repeatedly all day, you are literally just throwing more carbon into the air. So, you know, you should always set your, your culture to say, I'm not going to say thank you, but thank you. It's, it's, it's a given that it's a thank you, isn't it? And I think it could almost, you know, then start to determine some of the internal behaviours of the organisation and how they communicate. Absolutely. And, and with those, those channels, there's no excuse for testing it either. You know, half of these people get a thank you, half of these don't. It doesn't make any difference of why are we doing it? You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. kind of, you can test it. So, um, yes, yeah, so th- there's lots of ways of, 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 
yeah, convincing people that actually yeah. this is not the way to go. Yeah, I, I think if there was a cost to every time you fired an email, you'd definitely be thinking about the thank yous that you were sending and the inane nonsense that sometimes, you know, just to and fro, to and fro. Do you, you know, do we really need to be having this conversation? And in fact, yesterday, um, the Carbon Literacy Trust put out an, uh, their newsletter and an email was the number one focus around just how inefficient it actually is and that the majority of I mean the percentages of people who actually do read the emails I mean 10,000 if you've got 3,000 people reading it that's really successful you know I mean it's very unlikely to be those kind of numbers if if and sometimes it's like three people reading it so so you know the amount of waste is is absolutely significant but again what I love about this is that marketers can visually see this like you say they can see the data and they can see how this is racking up and if their organization has those carbon targets and carbon budgets that a marketer has to work within then then this is informing them to be way more efficient both from their practice but also from a carbon perspective in terms of channels being a data company, what are you seeing at the moment uh, with regards to, because obviously email made an, an enormous comeback during the pandemic because it was, it was, you know, even to the point of thank you for shopping with us. It's like, well, I haven't shopped with you for seven years, but, you know, everybody suddenly came resurgent. QR codes have made a, re, a, a real sort of resurgence during the pandemic. What are you seeing in terms of the data you have around the channels that are I guess the popular channels are being used at the moment and are you seeing any significant shifts? Yes, so we are seeing, I mean obviously over the years the shift has come more away from you know traditional offline um, marketing um, towards digital and then we've got the direct channels. Um, so what we've we've actually found that direct mail has had a bit of a resurgence over this time, which is good for data people. Um, and also that, like I say, that's one of the channels that people are a bit more careful about. And mm. you know, it costs quite a lot it of costs, money. And, yeah. But it's becoming quite efficient if you do it like that. In COVID, direct mail stood. Um, you know, on the coffee tables for a little bit, it stood around and it's playing very much the role that traditional TV used to do in terms of brand awareness. Whereas direct mail used to be direct response, you get a mail on your phone up and you give them a code. It's much more of an awareness channel now. That's what we're finding. Um, so there's there's more on that side. And I think people are a bit more cautious because it's printed and, you know, and then that, that side of things, I think, is much more obvious. Um but uh, yeah, so in terms of, we're still seeing offline channels. So um, there's, there's still a fair amount of um, offline, less less print, but more TV and even TV is more digitalized now. So, you know, are we thinking about when we, when we put a TV ad there, you know, that it's sitting there, it's content, it's storage, it's being transferred, it's going through goodness knows how many um, data servers to get to where it needs to go. And then you've got you've got landing pages, haven't you? It's like a lot of people set up a landing page that has a, a carbon footprint associated with it. You get everybody to go there, and a lot of a lot of marketers, you know, don't put exactly on there what you need to be doing. They'll then use that to send you somewhere else. So I think every click and every step in this journey is by default sending more carbon out into into the atmosphere. But because we can't see it. We, we can't attribute that sort of, you know, in our minds that that is, it has a carbon footprint associated with it, can we? Does, does the platform, Joe, um, measure ads and ad performance and your paid activated campaign activity? It, it does, yes. It does the, um, the carbon footprint of that. Um, so we, we along, 
alongside our clients measure the the sales impact and we've now also got the um the co2 impact of it um and yeah so digital advertising is is way more um um, way, way less green, should we say, mm. than we than we thought it, it was going to be. So um, th- that is definitely an area we're focusing on quite significantly. And we have been to some extent with our clients in terms of the cost of selling return investment. You know, there, there is a, you, you get caught in, in the pay-per-click trap where clients are reluctant to try and reduce that because they think they're going to lose the competitive advantage and we've tried many ways to uh, to show that actually there's certain people that you don't need to bid on and things like that but now we're starting to get into the carbon conversations yeah. <laughs> as well that yeah. sort of helps look you you clearly are wasting <laughs> a lot of digital advertising display ads impressions because um, we can see the carbon racking up and you're not getting the sales back in so uh, yeah so those ads as well Um, um, also outdoor ads are more digital um, um, than they used to be Um, so that the whether they light boxes or or not and they're generally all night aren't they when there's not a lot of people walking the streets so you know purpose disruptors released some some uh some data didn't they around out of home ads of advertising in terms of the carbon emissions so i think it's something that's being talked about now a lot more I think, you know, there's a lot of agencies that are are realising that there is, you know, a huge amount of carbon emissions being released with the advertising you do. And that's just with the advertising. That's not with all the sales and everything that they're driving with the consumption. So I think there is a bit of a spotlight on there, isn't there, at the moment? So in terms of, this is just a question to you around, you know, given the world you work in, where do you see sort of campaigns and advertising going moving forward? I know it's a big question. <laughs> yeah just hopefully less wasted really um and and yes and 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 much much greener much greener and i think that i think consumers respond to that i, th- I think it's a great message isn't it you're receiving a plain text email because it's <laughs> because it's less um you know you're not receiving a video in your email because yeah, we we, we appreciate that that's that's not great for the environment um so i i think i think it'll take a while for um marketing teams to get used to these three levers because they're so used to having to to prove you know sort of return um but now to sort of try and and change that and also to appreciate that different channels have different different roles in in the sales process as well so it, it is it is a complicated area sometimes you have to do that channel because that's the only way you're going to get awareness you have to do this because that's the closer that's what's going to get us the sales and if we don't get the sales we're not in business but i think to start to um put the carbon footprint against those uh, it allows us to see whether we're actually wasting money while we're doing that as well whether we're yeah being as targeted as, as, as we can. Uh, and I think that's the key. You know, um, one of the questions here, you know, is what are the challenges marketers and organisations have when it comes to calculating carbon and setting those targets and goals, you know, is being aware enough? And I, I think that it's, it's, it's a real system change. Like you said, you know, marketers right now are just getting used to the fact that for so many years we've just been focused on What's that return on investment piece? You know, what does that look like? How can we make that more efficient? How can we drive more, get more? And and this comes back to the business having different priorities 
and strategically having a different priority, a priority that has to be concerned about the carbon impact as much as it has to be about the return on investment. And 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 I think there's tension there at the moment, Joe, isn't there? We're like you say, this is early days. These 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 your tool, you know, two years in the making, you've been promoting it here. It's it's a it's a new system, isn't it, to be to be thinking about. Yeah, I mean, we thought everybody would want it. <laughs> because oh, no, I can imagine there's resistance. Yeah. <laughs> and we, our first message was around, you know, understanding, you know, your carbon footprint. But we soon realised, no, you've got to do it alongside yeah. the other KPIs. Otherwise, you don't get the attention. And also, and unless somebody really high up in the company is saying, you've got all these targets to reduce your emissions by yeah. this amount. Um then, then it, it it doesn't become part of their day to day thinking. It's actually I've got I've got another priority, Joe. You know, I've got, I've got to get this in. Whereas if if the priority is actually I could do yeah. your help because I've got to reduce the emission uh, the emissions, you know, ten percent. Yeah. So it it has it's changed the way that we we use it, and and when we talk about it, um, we're finding now um, that more agencies are coming to us and saying. Our clients are coming to us yeah. now and say, to say, "Help, please! Can you help us? Mm. Um, can we license your tool?" So I, I think it is changing, but we've we've had to, um, yeah, we've had to <laughs> put the feelers out and, and and try and work out exactly how it is we need to, to to pitch this so that we can get everybody on board. Yeah, so that was that was going to be a question of, of mine was, are you are you working with more agencies or client side or a mix of both? Because I guess if 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 clients are going to agencies and asking them how can we reduce our carbon footprint, which is, is, is a common question, and agencies can build this into a service they provide, then you know they can become part of the solution moving forward, can't they? Because everyone's looking for a way to build sustainability into their solutions. But how do you, as an advertising agency, say, right, we know we need to consume less, we know we need to reduce our carbon footprints. Everything is just so counter- intuitive to what agencies have always done but I think this provides a really big opportunity if they can you know use the data and really think about it and and almost sell this as a service that puts them in a completely unique position which not only helps organizations go out to market differently but also helps you know us meet the all-important carbon reductions to drive a more sustainable future then it becomes you know it ties it all together doesn't it and the data Mm. is unfortunately where there's a lot of different calculators, as you said at the start of this of this podcast, you know, there's just too much. So the fact you board it all into one is is a really really strong proposition, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And we we are finding it's a mix of agencies and um, and you know organisations. And at the beginning of the year, when we were talking to agencies, we didn't get quite the same responses we're getting now, which is actually practically knocking on the door saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> things are changing. Yep. Things yeah. are changing really quickly, which is fantastic because yeah. that's what yeah. we set out to do. And it was a bit of a slow start. Yeah. For, for us. Well, it yeah. has to change. I mean, because I think organisations now f- realise that, you know, they either get ahead of this or it's going to be enforced at some point anyway. So, you know, much better to get ahead of it and and really get your head around it and see this as a fantastic opportunity, you know, because that's, that's what this opportunity presents, isn't it? It's not all doom and gloom about, oh, my goodness, everything needs to change. Everything needs to evolve, you know, anyway. So generally, business is always changing. So this is a great opportunity for for organisations. And I think that's what we particularly, you know, like I said, piqued our interest when we heard about what you were doing, because 
that's one of the sticking blocks, you know, show me the evidence. Well, there you go. There's the evidence. That's how much you're putting out there. There it is. That's what this is doing. That's how inefficient that is. Um, and if you want to meet those carbon targets, then this is the stuff that you need to be doing so or not doing. And, and that drives innovation that drives creativity okay so if we can't do that what can we do you know how do we how do we optimize this and and that's the beauty of the creative industry isn't it to to kind of take those challenges and and run with them and also what we say what we say in that messaging if you know that this this sort of campaign delivers this yeah. amount of carbon what are we going to choose to say let's be more careful in what we say within this and let's not waste an opportunity to perhaps talk about you know, what we do for society, uh, what we do, what we're trying to do better, that whole transparency of message. It's just, it's just the vehicle, isn't it, to take your message. And I think we've just taken for granted that digital's made it so easy to take what you do, cut it up into tiny little pieces and just deliver it to millions of eyes or, or what you perceive to be millions of eyes. And there's yeah. only been no thought for it. So I think this is about being more considered with your content of your advertising mm. and your campaigns and what you're trying to tell people, isn't it? Yeah, I think there's quite a lot to be learned from, you know, the, the direct marketing side, you know, right message, right person, right time. Right not this massive broad brush. You know, we, yeah. we've got all the data there across all the data, you know, digital channels. We can tell if someone clicks on PPC and display and email. We have all of those journeys that w- you can use in, um, in attribution. What, why, why are we not using that the data? Those advances, yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of um, our, our, our green agenda, yeah, because and um, that's what <laughs> kind of lazy not to, isn't it, Joe? It's all there for us, you it's know. So, yeah, fantastic, brilliant. Okay, so that's wonderful. So we like to wrap up the podcast with three questions that we ask all of our guests. So the first one, Joe, is can marketing save the planet what's your view on that my view is absolutely if we work together uh, so marketing is a team um, that is qualified in the seven p's you know the product yeah. the place <laughs> the process um, you know and as a team we are the communication experts we're the planning experts we're the analysis experts we we're, we're charged with the connection with consumers so i think together yeah. With all the different skills, the left-hand side of the brain, right-hand side of the brain, together we can save the planet. Fantastic. And Joe, what do you hope business looks like in 10 years' time? So from my perspective, I think it's that sustainability KPIs are just business as usual. You know, yeah. they're, they're in the company accounts, they're integrated into the marketing and the campaign reporting, the management information or marketing decks. You know, it's not shoehorned in somewhere. No. Um, you know, it's second nature. But I really do hope, Gemma, that it doesn't take 10 years. <laughs> yeah, we haven't got 10 years. We don't years, have 10 have we? years. We haven't got 10 years. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's brilliant. And if you were to give just one piece of advice to others around getting started with, being a greener marketer, a more sustainable marketer, what would it be, Joe? It has to be start measuring now. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. If, if you don't know where you are now, you, you, you can't then change and, and, and improve. So, you know, whether, whether it, you're placing digital ads or creating inserts, you, you can start to measure where you are now. And then, you know, as, as, as a team, you can start to, um, to improve. And at Unifida, 
Do you measure your own campaigns and messaging across your own across the carbon footprint piece? And do you yes. take those insights back and redo what you do based on your own calculator? Yes, we try. We're, we're the proof of concept, if you like. But I, I, uh, we're not perfect by any means. I mean, we no we, we, um, we try and host our data on. Um, on services that have got good green green credentials, uh, we try. We try. We've got we've got a long way to go too. But we've started measuring. So, <laughs> yeah. we've started measuring. It's informing decisions. It's making changes. That's that's the momentum that just needs to keep gathering, doesn't it? You know, that's the key. Get started. Yeah. So wonderful, Joe. How can people find out more about Unifida, the work you're doing? Where can we send them? Yeah, straight to the website, unifida.co.uk or onto our LinkedIn. And there's a carbon counter page on there. And or you can, you know, give me a give me a buzz on LinkedIn. So it's Joe Young at Unifida. Brilliant. And we'll make sure all those links to Joe are in the show notes and uh, links to Unifida and the work you're doing. And hopefully this piques other people's interest, Joe, and you get more people, agency organizations knocking on your door saying, help you know because we we want to get our heads around where we are right now and also become way more efficient with what we're putting out and as Gemma said a really valid point is as part of that efficiency the communication piece as well what is it we're saying you know it really does start to ground you and think about if we if you know if you had to pay for a tv ad every time you were communicating boy oh boy would you be thinking about what you were communicating so you know we need to apply that don't we um and you're right, right message, right time, right person. Let's bring it back to, to some of those key messages. 